Hello everyone and welcome back to The Daily Dollar. This is episode three. I am Kate McCready, your host, here with... Art Morrison third. Hey. <laughs> What's up? Yeah, your intro. It gets better and better, but hey, then hey. It just, there's just a hard cliff. No, I just always, I always kind of feel like you're going to say something a little more, but you just kind of look at me no, with... You didn't uh, even let you finish your intro. You You kind of did it. That's part of my intro. Okay. All right. Anyways, so today we are talking about house hacking and why everyone deserves it. Why is it worded that way? Yeah. I mean, I wanted to word the title that way because um, naturally, like after we did it and it allowed you to quit your job, like I... Yeah. yeah. That's deep. Yeah. I mean, yo. Well, emphasis on that. I wanted to like tell the world about I wanted to share yeah. with all my friends and family like yo listen we're young at the time I was 28 right like everyone else who's at that same phase of buying their first home or whatever not only do I recommend this I think you deserve to live for free like for mm -hmm. you it, it allowed us to like you literally could quit your job we knew okay we're gonna make we're gonna profit $600 from this multifamily mm -hmm. we just got to keep Kate's expenses below $600 which we did and you were able to quit your job and I had virtually no expenses. You literally had probably $200 of expenses yeah. to your entire name when we bought that house. So that's what made us comfortable with you quitting your job. But if we didn't have that extra income from a multifamily property, then no way. I I'm not sure if we would have been confident in you quitting your job because my income was shaky as an entrepreneur. And this mm -hmm. was before like we really exploded in real estate. I think at the time we had one wholesale deal done. So we had we made 15000 Yeah. We took half of that and used it as a down payment. Yeah. And bought our first multifamily. Um, so we needed that fifteen too. We bro, we, we definitely could have used we that put fifteen. It right into a house. And we put it right back in real estate, which really shows like how much we believe in it. So yeah. like if you're watching this, you you do need to believe in real estate to mm -hmm. really benefit it. Like it can't be like, I'll throw some money at Tesla. Like it's not like that. Like if you're gonna invest in real estate, you do gotta believe in it. And the easiest way to believe in it is by understanding it, understanding cash flow, understanding equity, understanding tax benefits, understanding appreciation. Mm -hmm. When you understand all that, it's very easy to believe in. Like, yeah. So um, I always recommend, but I, I do feel like everybody deserves to house hack in some way, shape, or form. Which I we do. can talk about the different forms of it. I do really like that that verbiage. Now thinking about it a little more. Yeah. Actually, in the episode, I kind of, or in Especially this on your podcast. first house, like, bro. And there's multiple ways you can house hack. And I've always thought this inside, but I got to give credit to, I was listening to a Bigger Pockets podcast. Shout out to them. They got to bring us on, actually. Just a second. <laughs> well, we can submit. There's only been three episodes, and they, we shot them out twice. But, um, yeah. they, like, I was thinking it, they said it kind of thing. And mm -hmm. they said there's multiple ways to house hack. And they talked about having a roommate, which I ended up doing when I, when I bought... My, when I use my FHA loan, yep. um, they talk about use a, use a roommate as a co-signer, but now you guys split the, right? Like you charge each other rent, right? Whatever. Then there's buying a multifamily, living in one side, renting out the other side, um, and living for free. What were some of the other ones they talked about? House hacking. Um, but literally, it's just being creative for the sake of your um, financial situation. So like, for example, me and Kate want to save money. Traditionally, you go to the gas station that charges 0.02 cents less than the other gas station, right? You go to 
When you shop, you use coupons, right? You do all these different things to save money because those are easy and a given. But with house hacking, what I love is just by being a little bit intentional with a strategy, it takes that stress of the gas and how much you're paying for things and sharing a $9 Netflix account. It takes all of that off by taking care of the biggest expense that all of us have, mm -hmm. we should. The living expense. Which is your living expense. So by, um, like the strategy we used was an FHA. So if an FHA loan, if you don't know, it's a government backed loan. It was designed by the government to say, okay, everyone deserves to at least own the roof over their head. So we're gonna come up with this loan to where banks can give a certain amount of money and then we're gonna subsidize the rest amount of money, right? And it's gonna be a little more expensive loan, meaning we're gonna charge more insurance or whatever, but we're gonna make sure that people can get into their first home by allowing them to only put down three and a half percent, which means if a property is $100,000, all you need is 3,500 bucks to buy it. Mm. If it's $200,000, then you only need $7,000 to buy the house, which is huge, right? Like that's, I mean, $7,000, again, we took 15,000 and we used 7,000 as a down payment and that's how we got our first house. Mm -hmm. But it was leveraging that FHA loan. Without the FHA loan, if we went with a, con a conventional or traditional loan, it's 20 or 25% down. So that means on that same 100,000, it would have cost us $25,000. Mm -hmm. 3,500, 25,000. No brainer. So this is an easy entry level, not only to buy your first home, but to do your first house hack. So if we're talking about a $200,000 house and Kate and I, are, we need $7,000 to put it down. Not only is this actually what we did, but it's what all of you can do and what people should do. First of all, if we did not have $7,000, we could borrow it from someone and pay them back with the rent that we would be collecting. Let me repeat that. I get $7,000 from my buddy Mike for our down payment. He can issue a gift letter or you get it from a parent. Banks usually require that it's from a parent, but they can't tell you who can't, you can and can't borrow money from, but whatever, right? You borrow, you could borrow the down payment. And now if we live, in one side and rent the other if it's only a two family not to mention a three or four family because you can do one to four mm -hmm. unit residentials with an fha loan so you can actually buy a four family apartment building with this same loan but we did a two family because we only got pre-approved for an amount that would allow us to afford a two family so and we'll go into other strategies like this thing gets deep but we're talking about basic anyone can do house hacking we're talking about basic strategies that propelled me to like be a millionaire before 30. So $7,000, you can borrow it and say, all right, our mortgage is gonna be $2,000 a month. The unit upstairs is paying 1,200. That means we gotta pay 800, okay? So that means it's cheaper, right? That is not really the best house hack situation. That's like, yeah, you're getting the appreciation of the house. Yeah, you're, you know, they're helping to, you know, supplement the rent roll, but that ain't really the house hack you wanna jump into. Now let's say, it's a house where the mortgage is $1,500 a month and upstairs is paying $1,500 a month. That's a wonderful situation for you to house hack and live for free. But there's some situations to where the mortgage is gonna be $1,500 a month and upstairs is paying $1,850 and now you're profiting $350 to your pocket, which is pretty much the situation that we were in. It all depends on the area and how you evaluate the deal and what you got the property at. 
right? So back to the $7,000 that I borrowed. On any of those situations, any of the second two, whether I'm profiting 350 or I'm just living for free, I can create a rent that I think we can afford for one year and say, yo, you gave me $7,000 to buy this house. I'm going to give you back $10,000, but I'm going to give it to you over the course of a year. So whatever 10,000 divided by 12 is, I'm going to pay you that monthly in rent for the year. And once you're paid back, I ain't got to pay you no more. You got your money back, but I still have the house. That's one way that you can essentially get a house, not really for free because you paid it, but you were paying rent anyway. So now you have that house forever with only a 30 year loan and a one year loan from a friend, but you have the house forever. You get the tax benefits of that house forever. You get the equity in that house forever. You get the appreciation in that house forever. You don't have the power and control over that land forever until you sell. So that's one dope way that you can house hack when you literally don't have any money. Not to mention the FHA loan. In most cases, you only need a 580 credit score to get approved for an FHA loan. The way it works is they'll go as low as like a 580, but that's if your income is strong. If your income is lower, they need a higher credit, right? So if your income is low, they usually need like a 600, 630, 680. It all depends on your income and your credit. But the government wants you to own this first house. So from a house hacking perspective, the reason why they call it house hacking is because this is an easy way to not only buy your first home and have a roof over your head, but also buy your first investment. So we did our first house hack and we lived in it for one year because FHA, it's a primary residence loan, so you have to live in it for a year. And then after that year, we moved out and now instead of living for free, we're collecting rent from two people. So now if our mortgage is $1,500 and upstairs pay $1,000 and downstairs pay $1,000, we're profiting $500 a month for doing absolutely nothing. So how much should we put down on that house? On that house, I think we put down seven thousand. Yeah, I think it was like six, between six and seven. Yeah, and the house so, was what one thirty-five. Yeah. So how long did it take for us to make that money back? We were making six hundred dollars a month, so it took a year. One year. Yeah. And after that year, everything after that mm -hmm. was profits. Yeah. Yep. Not to mention, we later ended up refinancing the house and making some cash back mm -hmm. um, from refinancing it because the market is hot, right? Interest rates are low, so we could save money on interest, but also get a higher ARV for our house and all that that's in the middle is cash to our pocket. That's a whole nother strategy, the burn strategy or cash out refinance strategy. But from a house hacking perspective, um, my second one, three family, me and a buddy co-signed on an FHA loan um, my income on paper wasn't enough. I needed to co-sign it with higher income. So I said, yo, co-sign with me. We'll both live there. We'll be roommates for one year. But now I'm going to pay you $5,000 cash just to sign a paper and have a roof over your head. Neither of us got to pay rent. We're going to live for free. Why would I do that? Well, because again, I get to keep the house forever. The loan's 30 years. It's only one year with this roommate. Right. I can refinance him off the loan later. We can move after one year, but it benefits everybody. He made some cash. I was able to acquire a three family, which thank God I did because one year later the market goes and it's almost impossible to find a three family at the price point that I did. We bought a three family house for one hundred seventy five thousand dollars. Mm -hmm. I could have passed on that opportunity and said, I'm not ready. I don't want somebody to co-sign. I don't want a roommate. I don't want a house hack. I want my dream home. And I would be in a way different position now. But instead, I propelled myself closer 
to being a millionaire at 30 years old just by this simple strategy of house hacking in combination with other strategies like what was the last episode wholesaling mm -hmm. right when you combine all these simple strategies that anybody can do yo you literally tap into a whole nother level of wealth so to be clear on the first we purchased two houses right we did house hacking for both of them correct on the first house I was the only person on the loan so that we could use my FHA. Mm -hmm. We didn't share an FHA, yep. but we put you on the deed, Yep. right? And when it came time to get the three family that you were just talking about, we used you My FHA. The FHA. So the way FHA works is that you only can use it once because it's your primary residence. Mm -hmm. It's a primary residence loan. You can't have two primary residences. And if you do, you're probably rich enough to put down 20, percent or 25 percent down so you're not going to qualify for fha mm -hmm. so being that we are not married we could use two different fhas which is exactly what we did we leveraged our ability to get fhas we leveraged her having a job because she wanted to quit her job so bad um and we leveraged her having a job to acquire the loan get in the property stabilize and then she could quit her job and then we did the same thing with me we used my FHA repeated the same exact process, and now we got two houses for three and a half percent down. Two houses for three and a half percent down. Mm -hmm. So that means we bought uh, $325,000 worth of real estate. $325,000 worth of real estate for only three and a half percent of that, which is what? I don't know, 10 grand? Yeah. No, more than 10. My bad, I'm bugging. Like 12 or 15,000. Okay. Between 12. I'm gonna go ahead and trust you. <laughs> right, I don't got my phone <laughs> for calculator, but whatever, a minimal amount of money. So we were able to increase our net worth and wealth by a significant amount for a minimal amount of money, which is the huge benefit to, to real estate, which is why I recommend everybody, 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 perform that strategy of house hacking, along with other strategies that you can use to, like, yo, we didn't, we didn't need a website for this. We didn't need an LLC for this. Mm -hmm. We didn't need really any experience. I mean, this is all stuff. I'm telling you this on this podcast or this video, but like your lender will tell you this. Any lender in the world will tell you these strategies. Yep. House, this, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say house hacking came as a complete shock to me um, because my very first apartment that I got in South Florida was $1,900 a month. $1,900 uh, a month. Straight out of pocket. So Paying someone else's rent, you never sure, get that back. I'm sure I'm not the only one. I'm sure there's people listening to this that um, have had that same experience or similar to that. So yeah. there's there's a better way and that's there's even a There's even it. a loan you can attach on top of it called a 203K loan, which mm -hmm. is a construction loan that they attach to an FHA loan that allows you to make basic repairs in the house of up to $30,000. Right, so that means if you were buying a house that's a fixer-upper, FHA still qualifies and they have a loan that goes along with it that'll allow you to fix it up to your liking. Mm -hmm. But by fixing it up, what are you doing? If I move into an apartment that I'm renting and I fix it up, guess what? I just put money in the owner's pockets because I increased the value of the property, but I'm just paying rent. When you own the property and you put that work in, you're using um, the construction in order to increase the value of the property. When the value goes up, that's more net worth to your pockets, right? So that's the other benefit of owning a property. And really like to recap, you just gotta understand the benefits of owning property. You keep hearing me say appreciation. Appreciation is when the value of the property goes up. Mm -hmm. That means your pockets go up, it's like a stock. 
right? The, the property appreciates. It's a little safer. We talk about a little safer than stocks, right? You can yeah. control it a little more. And you have a tangible asset. A tangible asset that you always, at the very least, can be under when it rains, right? You always can stay inside and stay warm, right? Tangible asset. You hear me say equity a lot. Equity is how much of the property that you actually own that there's no loan or mortgage against. So obviously if you put three and a half percent down on a property, that means 96 and a half percent of that is essentially owned by the bank, right? The bank owns the property until you pay them back. But that percentage that you do own, you can tap into via a home equity line or refinancing. You can turn that equity into cash, right? So that's the second benefit. There's plenty of tax benefits. You can depreciate your house every year and um, you know deduct a ton or write off a ton for your taxes. You also have uh, real estate shelters your money from a ton of uh, taxable income that normally would be taxed if you like, we can talk about 1031 tax exchanges and all these different strategies that the wealthy use to not get taxed by Uncle Sam. You got power and control. Yo, if I own an acre of land, I legit own a whole acre. So I dictate what goes on on that acre. I can grow food. I can host a football game. I, whatever I want on that acre, I have the power and control in the township or other companies or whoever have to go through me in order to access that land. You have uh, cash flow, mm -hmm. especially if you're talking about multifamilies. But even without multifamilies, I mean, it's this simple. If I own a property and my mortgage is a certain amount, all I gotta do is charge somebody else more to live in it. And now what's in between is cash flow to me, free and clear. Not to mention they're also paying down the equity of the house. So there's so many benefits to owning a house and house hacking is like the quickest way to do it. Yeah. So in short, I ran with a lot on this episode. Yeah, you did. But you, you took it and you ran with it. I ran. That's fine. For we're getting we're getting up there. Yeah, well, I want you to minutes. in the next two minutes recap house hacking from the top as from the perspective of Kate. Go. I mean, okay. So use your FHA loan, purchase a house for what you are approved for. Um, not just any house, a multifamily house, preferably. Uh, I mean, well, as, as many units yeah, as possible. Yeah, as many units as you, as you can. Um, because the more units, the more likely you are to profit on it um, or break even and you live for free. And then- How do you live for free? Because you have your tenants pay your rent. You have tenants, so you, you gotta get tenants, tenants in them and you have tenants pay rent to you mm -hmm. so you can pay your- Mortgage. Mortgage. That is house hacking in a nutshell. Yep. How do you get approved for this? By speaking to a loan Yeah, officer. go get pre-approved yeah. and talking to a loan officer. They're gonna ask you for your income and your credit score and any liabilities you have and debts that you have, and they're gonna approve you for the loan. Yo, it's literally that simple. Mm-hmm. It's like that easy. Yeah. Same exact process you would do if you were buying your dream home, except you're just gonna be a little intentional about having more units or having a property that holds more value from a rent perspective. And it's only something you have to live in for a year. So I think anyone can do anything for a year. So even if it's not your ideal- Oh, that year went by so fast. Well, yeah, if it's not your ideal, I mean, just think about 2020, right? So. Right, <laughs> think about 2020. <laughs> yep, so if it's not your ideal location or structure or unit, it's whatever it may be. It's a sacrifice and it's an intention for, for one year. I mean, especially while you're young and it's your first mm -hmm. home, like we don't have kids, it was perfect for us. Now, if you got three, four kids, a family and- You could still do it. Yeah. There's plenty of multifamilies out there that have a unit that's uh, fit for Suitable that. And if you do family. have a big family, yeah. likely, well, hopefully, 
be able to I get mean, approved for It's only going to help for your so. family, right? This is now a yeah. house where after a year you move out and you go to your family home or whatever. You but now when you're kids. You can fill that multifamily with your kids one exactly. day. <laughs> so. Exactly. Or pass it down to the, give it to the kids. Right. Like, hey, kids, you're 18 now. I bought this house when your mom was pregnant with you. You can have it. It's yours. I'm going to sign mm -hmm. it over to you. You have 18 years of equity and now you have a monthly. Here's your monthly allowance. What them tenants is paying. Mm -hmm. You can kick them out and live in it if you want. You can keep it like, right? So now you have that power control to do so. It's a great way to build wealth for your family. Um, house hacking. So we have passed the 20 minute mark. Uh, luckily, this thing is Bro, don't every cut day. Me off, dog. <laughs> cut me off, dog. Just... He's long winded. No, I mean, it's a strategy that I, it's whatever, bro. <laughs> I want to give you all the short, sweet, like guru version. Like I wanted to get where, the details. Where can they get the real details? I wanted to give them the details. Where can they really dive into house hacking? Yo, unitedhomerelief.com. I before E, except after C. Just remember how to spell it, unitedhomerelief.com. You can access our course mm -hmm. that breaks all this down in depth. My bad, you're right. We got the course. I yeah, probably get too course. much info. <laughs> also, you can follow us at United Home Relief on Instagram. You get a ton of content. A ton of value on there. A ton of value in the form of infographics, clips from this podcast, videos of us in the field. TikToks, reels. Definitely a great follow for sure. You can also follow me personally if you like my voice and want to see what I look like. It's at Art Morrison III, Art Morrison III. And you can follow Kate at... At the Kate McCready. And we will have all this in the show notes. My bad, y'all, for the long episode. My no, bad. don't be sad. It's okay. No, I mean, you gave him a lot of time. Because I'm the one who fought for the short episodes because I didn't have the time. And I here know. I am rambling. Here we are. That's yeah. okay. It is what it is. Our DMs are open. Shoot us a DM um, if you have any questions, if you have any suggestions, or, or what you want to hear from us on the podcast, uh, The Daily Dollar. So. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Daily Dollar, every day, 8 a.m., Monday through Friday, not Saturdays and Sundays, but if it's Friday and you're listening to this, catch you on Monday. All right. Peace. Bye. No, what's your... Oh, see ya. <laughs> All right, peace, guys. <laughs>